in five, four, three, two, one. Yo guys, welcome back to another episode of Mad Men Activities. Things have been going down over this past week. I have been anxious to talk about everything that's been going on in San Diego Comic Con. But today we're going to be talking about somebody that didn't bring a lot of power to the San Diego Comic Con. Let's talk about why DC only really showed stuff from Sajam and Black Adam. But first off, I just want to give a quick shout out and uh, sponsored, not sponsored, whatever you want to call it. But I just want to give a quick shout out to the Illinois Media School. Um, If you're watching this on the video version right now, as you can probably see, uh, I'm in a new setting. I'm in a new area. I got some new gear on me and everything. This thing, this podcast is going to sound a lot different. Um, It's because I have the wonderful opportunity of attending this school. This is a, a broadcast radio media school that goes from everything from making your own short films to running your own podcast. And I have the opportunity to access to this gear on a daily basis. So I've been here for several hours. I've edited videos, I've created project files, and now um, I'm on my way to creating a couple different episodes in the studio right here today. Now, this is by no means the end. Podcast will continue. The podcast will grow. The podcast will change up. This will not be the only room that you see me in. This will be not the only microphone that you hear me from. But for right now, for the amount of the amount of untapped potential that this podcast has, it's being nurtured so well through the through the lens of the school. I'm able to do and access things and have a place where I'm able to just focus in on just this podcast alone. And I just want to thank the Illinois Media School for creating this type of environment here at this school where I can sit here in this bright red room with this microphone and this Rodecaster Pro and sit here and record for 45 minutes my podcast. So, yeah, thanks to the Illinois Media School, guys. I want to give a quick shout out to the Illinois Media School. This is possibly one of the biggest upgrades I've ever gotten in my life. Um, I do plan on getting my own gear and getting my own stuff and hopefully one day having my own recording studio where we can record a podcast and I can have my own guests on. I can't do that all at the moment. However, as far as quality gear, the ability to edit in a safe space um, along along with the ability of just having accountability and the creative flow that happens here at this school. This entire school was made for content creating. It literally was. The school trains you and has a curriculum based around everything from podcasting to radio broadcasting to short film production and everything in between that. Anything that has to do with media, this school does to some extent. And because of that, I have access to the gear and I have access to the tools that I need to be able to create a podcast like this on a more consistent basis than I have before in the past. And because of that, I want to thank the Illinois Media School, because without this, I don't think Mad Men Activities would have continued past where it is now. Also, if you happen to be looking at this footage right now and you're looking at like, Oh, what's wrong? Why is this room so red? Why is his face red? Or maybe you're asking yourself. Also, if you happen to be looking at this footage and wondering why everything's in black and white, 
this is why. Everything looks red because I'm in a red room with a bright pinkish red shirt on. And even with me adjusting my settings, it's not really working out for me. So we're just going to keep everything in black and white today. However, we will be back in color. We will probably be changing up the room, changing up some of the equipment every once in a while, and just doing and trying new things as time progresses. So keep your eye out for that. All right, so San Diego Comic-Con just passed, uh, just happened this past week, and Marvel came out swinging, as per usual with everything that goes on at San Diego Comic-Con and the Marvel Hall H panel. They came out swinging with everything sur surrounding Phase 5 and, phase, and some of the things surrounding Phase 6. They got to show the teaser for the new Black Panther movie, along with teasers for the She-Hulk movie, Ant-Man, Quantumania, and I believe Secret Invasions as well. But here's the thing, we're not talking about DC uh, to Marvel today. We're here to talk about DC. The fact is, is that DC has been very, very silent. They thought they were going to show up to Hall H, show off uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as none other than the Black Adam himself, and they were just going to get away with it. But Marvel just came out with the hits. And because all they had on slate for anything, anything live action related to DC Comics was Black Adam and the Shazam family, that's pretty much all we can talk about. Now, I do have another episode coming out soon where I want to talk about the speculations as far as the DC Universe and the things that's going to be happening in the future regarding um, uh, the Blue Beetle movie, the Batman movie, the Batman sequel movie, the Joker sequel movie, um, other DC projects that are coming out, the state of the DC TV shows and all those types of things. But for right now, let's talk about what we do know from San Diego Comic-Con, and that is the Shazam family and Black Adam are seeming to take a front and center center stage. I mean, why else would you only have those two particular uh, movies shown at a, a San Diego Comic-Con? I'm sure they've gotten far enough that they could have shown at least something for the Blue Beetle movie. I'm sure they've gotten far enough where they could have shown something or had something to say about future projects such, such as the Batman movie or... Um, the new Batgirl movie or the Joker project, maybe not the Joker project, because I'm pretty sure that one was more recently announced within the last month or two. And it was announced that it was in that the director was writing the script so that it was not even in pre-production yet because the script's not even finished yet. But that all being said, it, it just baffles me that DC only shows Shazam and Black Adam. Unless that's what they wanted. Now, the lines that the, there are several lines from both uh, Zachary Levi, who plays the adult version of, of, of Shazam or Captain Marvel, whichever you want to call it. And then there's several lines from Dwayne The Rock Johnson himself that lead me to believe that DC may be leaning on them as support for now as to be the head and the stars of their cinematic universe in the same way that. Robert Downey Jr. pretty much defined what was the first three phases of the Marvel Universe, and he seems to be being replaced by other characters now in the Phase 4, Phase 5 lineup. You have Dwayne The Rock Johnson, one of the most famous and infamous and richest actors on the planet, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. He's playing a character fans have wanted to play for, wanted him to play for a long time. Then you have the crowd-opinionated 
um, debates about whether or not Zachary Levi is a good Shazam, about whether or not his movie is good. But the general consensus is Shazam movie is all right. It's a good movie. And on top of that, it's connected to Black Adam in a way that pe- that fans are expecting to see, hey, are we going to get to see Black Adam fight Shazam or Shazam uh, team up with Black Adam to a certain extent? It was even left at the end of the first Shazam movie that it was implied that there's a seventh chair there for a reason because there's supposed to be one more member, that member being Shazam. Now, I, I do want to bring up in a moment why I don't think that, uh, that Black Adam gets his powers from Shazam in the first place, but I could be wrong about that. That's only speculation based off what we know about the character and from the trailer itself. However, that being said, them introducing the Shazam family in the way that they did in the, at the end of the movie, they're going to seem to be pulling from that more and more in this movie. We're going to get to see... And, and I quote, some growing pains with them using their abilities. And Zachary Levi even said in an interview, I'll play the clip now. So you heard it here from Zachary Levi that there is a potential of a uh, identity identity crisis between members of the Shazam family about choosing to be their superhero alter ego at all times or choosing to be their... Um, or choosing to be their alter egos in real life. And this one is more prominent for the one that's called Mary. Mary Marvel, or um, Miss, uh, I think she's referred to as Miss Marvel at some point. Um, she's also referred to, referred to as Sarge. She is a character from both the Young Justice comics and from other comics before, where it has been a, a constant struggle for her as a character to... Um, switch back and forth between the two. She's the one who's constantly tempted with the with the uh with the idea of just staying as her version of Shazam. She's just wants to stay in that form. She never wants to leave it in the similar way that Black Adam does. Now Black Adam has to now. Initially Black Adam was able to summon and transform himself back and forth with little to no change. He just gets the powers but because of how long Shazam has been a uh, Black Adam has been alive now, if he were to say Black Adam, he would literally just turn into an old man or at best, at worst, he would crumble into a pile of dust. If you haven't seen the one of the uh, the scenes from the DC online video game from a, from a few years back, that actually happens. He's getting ambushed by Green Lantern and the Flash. He's got Green Lantern in a, he- in a headlock and Flash is coming at him at top speed. So what does he decide to do? He decides to kill all three of them by calling on the power of Shazam and transforming back into a human. The only thing is, it's been so long since he's been a human that he completely disintegrates into dust and takes Barry Allen and Hal Jordan with him as well. Safe to say, shouldn't expect to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson saying the word Shazam anytime soon in this movie. But in contrast, it's interesting that Mary's actress has been, has been is playing not only her human self, but also her superhero self. Unlike in the first movie where she, alongside the other five members of the Shazam family, had adult counterparts to play their superhero identities. Because the whole purpose of the Shazam power is to make you into your truest, most perfect form, which turns you into adult, makes you jacked, and gives you superpowers. So... She was amongst those characters, but now she's not anymore. May have something to do with the fact that she looks and actually is older than a lot of the cast members. 
However, in that same regard, so is Asher Angel and so is Freddie. Both of them are 18, 19 years old. But I guess they could pull off a 14, 15 if they needed to. She really can at this point, especially since she was already about to graduate and go to college at the first movie. And God knows how much time has passed since, the, since then. Since then. Another aspect of the Shazam family that I find interesting is the inclusion of the daughters of Atlas. I think that uh, the Shazam family is teetering on very uh, uh, wobbly grounds where you have various different properties. Let me not, well, let me not say wobbly grounds. Here's what I'll say. Between the, per- the, the upcoming Percy Jackson series that deals heavily and is pretty much completely developed off of nothing but Greek mythology lore, on top of that, with the MCU now introducing the Greek gods and Hercules set to make a, a further appearances in the MCU at some point down the line based off the Love and Thunder post credit scene. DC jumping into the game and introducing yet another set of Greek gods or another version of Zeus or another version of X, Y, and Z, that just feels like the wrong move because that's what I initially thought when you think of the title. The, the title of the sequel, the Shazam movie, is Shazam theory of the gods and his powers come from seven different gods of greek mythology the most obvious being his the letter z being the power of zeus um i believe it's also uh the the strength of hercules i think it's this the, the speed of uh hmm i can't remember yeah i can't remember everybody i think it's a, I, there's two s's and i can't remember what either of them are I know there's the speed of Mercury. There's the power of there's the power of Zeus. There's the um, let's say the courage of Achilles. I believe it is, um, or is it stamina of Achilles? Might be stamina of Achilles. Uh, I know one of them is the wisdom of Solomon. Um, strength of Hercules. Yeah, so wisdom of Solomon, strength of Hercules. Um. Strength of Hercules, courage of Achilles, courage of Achilles, uh, longevity or stamina of Atlas, and then the final one is the speed of Mercury, Shazam. So I'm missing one in between that, but those are the six different abilities that he holds, and the three daughters of Atlas, including a version of DC's version of Calypso, is going to be in this movie. And if you know anything about the Percy Jackson series, you know the Calypso is is has to do heavily with Book Four and with the with the with Book Four and Five as it pertains for the sequel series, Heroes of Olympus. Will it cause a whole bunch of confusion? No. However, I do know that there are still some people who do not understand or do not uh, uh, understand the the difference between universes who are still waiting on Stephen Amell to make an appearance within the, the, the live-action Justice League movies, or still waiting for things like the, uh, um, the, the, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man characters from the Sony-verse to appear within the, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not as like a multiverse cameo as it was implied within No Way Home, but like as like actual characters that just have been here, they just ain't been doing nothing. They don't, there are some people that just don't understand 
or uh, haven't come to an understanding as far as what goes on in the movies and how continuity works. So when you have three different movie companies pulling from Greek characters, it seems like uh, like DC got the short end of the stick this time because they decided they got the the daughters of Calypso. Sure, the daughters of Calypso are interesting. Um, they they're the daughters of a Titan and whatnot. The the power of Atlas. It's interesting as to how and where. Uh, Shazam acquired the, the, the stamina of Atlas from or anything along that line but that being said if those are the characters that they're introducing what is this film going to be about how is this going to end because during the panel and whatnot, uh, Zachary Levi and uh, Lucy Liu kind of hinted at the idea that as one could probably guess the, the daughters of Atlas come for the Shazam family wanting the power of the gods back. However, that being said, they realize that they're being manipulated by some greater force and that causes them all to team up together in order to stop said greater force. Whatever that greater force may be, we are not aware of that at the very moment. But it's it begs the question as to where this is all going because Zachary Levi was very open about the fact of that he has no idea whether or not he'll ever get to meet a Superman on screen. He was very open about that one. However, he was a little bit more hesitant, a little bit more jokeful, acting like, oh, next question, whenever somebody acts to, uh, to anything referring to a Black Adam. So that implies that Black Adam and him will meet at some point. And based off what we know about the Calypso sisters and what the plot may look like in the film, it just, it's interesting. It's interesting, and I'm trying to understand as to or lay out the information so that you guys can come to a conclusion for yourselves uh, about what the state of the MCU will be like in the future. Oh, not the MCU. About what the state of the DCEU will look like in the future. Because if we're being absolutely honest, based off of how they presented SDCC, Shazam and Black Adam moving forward are going to be the main focus of these characters them aquaman aquaman is a close second and then a close third is going to be a tie between whatever's going on with this flashpoint movie and whatever's going on with the different batman projects that are currently in development from the batgirl project the gotham uh, pd project for the matt reeves universe the 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 penguin project for the matt reeves universe and anything else that may come from matt reeves's universe at, as a whole that is a complete pickle all unto its own. One that I actually think I will talk about and separate for another video. But I do want to discuss how Batman fits into this picture and how I feel about the recent Matt Reeves Batman film from earlier this year. However, before we talk about a Batman, a Blue Beetle, or anything else, we got to talk about this dude, Black Adam. I'm going to be absolutely honest. I thought it was always a great idea to fan cast uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam. I never thought I'd get to see the day that he actually plays the role. And on top of all of that, I don't know if I think this is going to be a good role or not. Let me explain. So, the idea and the premise of, of Black Adam as a character is supposed to be an antithesis fold to Shazam. A previous wielder of the Shazam power who still holds it and was a disgraced heir or holder or host or chosen warrior from the wizard Shazam himself. So that being said, that should have some tie into that. Based off the information we've been given about the film, 
Black Adam gets his abilities because of his son's death during ancient times and whatnot. It was because of his son's death and the grieving of his son's death that something, something happened that resulted in him giving powers. Somehow, some way, even despite this, he was still locked up and uh, in prison for a certain amount of time, only to be recently released during the events of the movie. Um, so, seemingly, the movie is going to try to explain Black Adam's origin without having any sort of ties whatsoever to the Shazam family in the Shazam movie. I could be very wrong about that. They could have very loose ties. They could allude to it. We could even get a cameo from the dude that plays the Shazam wizard in the Shazam family movie, and we could get him cameo at cameoing as the wizard that gives Black Adam his powers in order to take revenge on the people that killed his son. That is, pro- that is completely probable. It kind of could happen, but based off what we've seen from the trailers... That isn't the, uh, that isn't the case. Something that is the case is this new JSA project that may be coming very very soon. And the reason I call it a project is because if I'm being absolutely honest, I don't know if it should be a movie. I think the JSA really does deserve a six to eight episode specialized series on HBO Max to a certain extent. They gave one a Doom Patrol. They gave one to Teen Titans three different times, and it all sucked for the most part. Um, they gave one to freaking Peacemaker, get a really good director, and put together a Justice Society of America special eight-part series. Special eight-part series by the Justice Society of America. The Justice Society of America in the Stargirl TV show is Freaking amazing. Stargirl may be one of the best projects CW has put out in the past like three or four years. Hands down, period. But we're not talking about that version. We're talking about this version. And in this universe, because of what's going on in the Black Adam movie, because of two of interviews that I watched from the character that's playing Cyclone and the character that's playing Adam Smasher, this seems to be more grounded. This seems to be darker. There seems to be a lot of question about morality amongst the characters in this movie. And I can see how all of them are going to fold into each other. Dr. Fate is going to be on his high horse because he's Dr. Freaking Fate. He's a lord of order. Hawkman, with his eternal wisdom because of the years that he spent, is going to have a self-righteous attitude, but not necessarily out of vain, more so based off of experience of the things that he's done before in the past. However, these two newcomers, Cyclone and um, Adam Smasher, are going to have two completely deposing abilities. You have this girl who was given powers, and now this is her first time actively using them on a scale of saving or fighting other people. And a guy who, according to the actor, comes from a past background of, of, of villainy and supervillains, his grandfather is a literal supervillain with, uh, within his own backstory. And because of that, he chooses to be a hero, chooses to use his gifts in order to stray as far away from the legacy that he came from. So he could see Black Adam as a guy that did something wrong but deserves a second chance. Twister could see it the opposite way. She could see it as somebody who did something wrong and just needs to die. Or vice versa. She could see it as Black Adam's right about some stuff. Wow. In contrast, you have a character such as um, such as Adam Smasher who doesn't really see it that way. He's like, hey, that's just, this is not okay. This isn't right. I don't agree with this. X, Y, and Z. Yada, yada, yada. I think that that is going to create for some interesting folds within the characters. 
What else is going to co-create some interesting folds within the characters is um, their off-screen relationships and their backstories. Like I said before, Adam Smasher's grandfather was a superhero, supervillain, which is what kind of strives and makes it and, and drives him to become a superhero of his own. Cyclone, don't know too much about her character. We know how and and uh, how in which way she acts and and what her powers are supposed to do at a certain extent based off the interview that I watched after San Diego Comic-Con. However, that being said, we don't know what her origin is. We don't know where she'll go. We don't know if she'll even live and make it out of this movie, given that she may have the weakest set of abilities in this movie. But I don't know exactly what her abilities per se are, so I'll leave that one up in the air for a moment. As far as Hawkman and Dr. Fate go... Dr. Fate is one of the founding members of the JSA and a powerful sorcerer who takes on an apprentice named Zatara. Zatara has a daughter named Satana, and those characters are heavily are, are, are heavily precedented characters within DC Comics and the Justice League as a whole, alongside Dr. Fate. Then, on top of all of this, you've got my man Carter Hall back, and he is one of two people. He is Carter Hall. He is Hawkman, but his other half, Shaira, the the Hawk, uh, the Hawk girl, not present in this film. Why is that? That's setting up for a Justice Society movie. That's setting up for a Hawkman sequel or sequel series of some sorts. Because they can't just have that sideline plot just sitting there and not do anything with it. I mean, it's Hawkman and Hawkgirl. This is an eternal love story that goes on for ages. And they've done very, they've been very strategic about it. They use characters that people either have never heard of or haven't been seen by public eye in years. The last time a Dr. Fate cameo happened was during the uh, 2015 something Constantine TV show. The last time an Adam Smasher cameo happened was like 2016 during season two of The Flash. The last time uh, the the Doctor Fate was probably se- uh, not Doctor Fate. The last time Hawkman was probably seen was probably that painting during the two thousand the 2019 Star Girl series. And the last time he was properly on screen in live action adaptation was probably during the early 2000s. Mid to 2000s, 2008, 2009, JSA um, revival episode crossover thing where Clark Kent meets members of the JSA, including Hawkman. All that to say, those four characters alone are going to create some very interesting folds to that of Black Adam. And I can't wait to see who survives this movie, who survives an encounter with him, and what they do moving forward. Do they bolster their ranks? Do they add new characters? Do we get to see a Jay Garrick on live action? Do we get to see a a, 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 a Doctor Midnight, a, a a an Hour Man of any sort? Do we get to see an Injustice Society of America? Do we get to get Do we get to see any sort of a tie-in with the uh, the the events of Star Girl? Because with the exception of the painting having a white dude on there, everything about this movie can exist within the Star Girl universe. And it would have no continuities whatsoever besides just naming who um, uh, certain people are in the universe. Beyond that, everything else is pretty much Gucci at that point. Now, something that was interesting, there was a lot of rumors going around about San Diego Comic-Con, but one that was of pressing interest to me was the, uh, the the rumor that Henry Cavill would be making an appearance and would announce his return as Superman in the DC uh, the DCEU. 
there was even a picture that was uh, that was posted up on Twitter of a black spot of a black Superman logo, but blood dripping from out of the logo itself, implying something along the lines of a doomsday arc or a death of the Superman arc in some extent. And fans were just kind of interested to see whether or not this would happen. San Diego Comic Con has come and gone, and Henry Cavill is nowhere to be seen. Should he be at an office somewhere with Marvel cutting a deal with Feige real quick? Like, hey, man, I heard you need somebody to play this man's century. He fight the Hulk, right? The Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell my agent to, 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 to send you over the numbers, okay? Okay. Okay, you said don't show, don't don't shave the mustache yet. Okay, okay. Need to grow up my hair, maybe dye it a little bit. Okay, I can do that all for y'all. Superman, my. That to be said, in interestingly, in contrast, it seems as though maybe, maybe while he didn't make a physical appearance at San Diego Comic Con. Henry Cavill is still in the thoughts and concerns as far as people at DC, specifically Dwayne The Rock Johnson. When he was asked whether or not Henry Cavill would be reprising his role as Superman or if he and uh, if Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Henry Cavill had spoken previously about any sort of reprisal of the role or any sort of future crossover between Black Adam and Superman who have fought before, he kind of just like tossed it off to the side. He was like, here's what I'll tell you. And he basically summed it up to... Henry's a really good friend. He's a great Superman. I love him as an actor. I love him as a friend. And I know other people, not just myself, but other people who are avidly okay and want to see him return as a Superman role. That's all I'll say. That's it. On the Shazam half of things, Zachary Levi basically was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get to see Superman fight then, but I, I, I just, I want to know. I, I know, I know one another movie. I know I want to see another movie, so if you guys see this one and it's really good or you guys really like it, yeah, we'll do the next one. And the most natural progression, especially for a third film of something of this of this uh this type, would be for a Black Adam versus Shazam movie featuring Superman in the similar manner that it is um along the lines of how would you put it? Black Adam showing up completely, completely sunning every member of the of the Shazam family with the exception of Billy Batson and as he's about to fight Billy or do something else Superman shows up into the fray and the two of them make up make up the differences uh Superman and Shazam then go after Black Adam together at a certain extent the same way the comic book movie did Black Superman and Shazam versus the Black Adam it's that simple and based off of the responses and comments from Dwayne The Rock Johnson and from Zachary Levi, I wouldn't be so surprised if by 2024-2025 we're getting an announcement or even just straight up just getting a Shazam versus Black Adam movie at a certain extent. Anyway, guys, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed everything that went on today. Um, make sure you guys like, make sure you guys subscribe on the YouTube page. Make sure you guys go ahead and check out the TikTok and, and everything that goes on there. Um, I'm hoping to put out more content on a consistent basis. I'm hoping to put out more content on maybe even a weekly basis at a certain extent. I'm hoping to start doing something on the lines of live streaming or 
or, or answering questions over the podcast and having different people on, maybe not having physical guests because I'm not at that point yet um, studio-wise to be able to have a physical guest, but maybe I can do something along the lines of a phone call or a video call or something along that lines. I like interacting with people. The one thing that I love and the reason that I started doing something along these lines was because I loved making content, not just making content, but I also loved having conversations with people. I loved having conversations with people about comic books. I love having conversations with people about uh, the upcoming superhero movie, the upcoming phase of Marvel, the upcoming Disney Plus TV show, the upcoming DC project and why it sucks. Um, I, I love talking about all that stuff. Some of them I'm not well versed in. I don't know much about um, certain animes. I don't know much about Harry Potter or Star Wars. I still want to have a conversation about it. I still like talking to people about it. Even if they know more than me, they can not enlighten me. They can tell me a couple things. And because of that, that's why I started this podcast. That's why I love doing it. That's why I'm back doing it again. And hopefully I'll see you guys in the next video. Madman Mike out.